Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour three. How on earth is it like the third hour? Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. I, wow, time moves fast on radio. Welcome, the phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of the program, I'm very happy to have you. Um, the Democrats are playing this up and there's some relevance to it and I should have played it last hour but I want you to hear this this is this is circulating among Democrats and and Trump's opponents on the right he's too cowardly to even show up and debate I hear he's afraid to debate is that true I hear he's afraid to debate now I understand he's canceling the debates let's see what happens I think that's not going to be a good move you want debate so do I I want debates, sir. You said you would like to have more than three debates with Joe Biden. I said I'll have three and any amount they want. Three debates is fine or make it four. They're playing very cute. They're trying to get out. There's no question about that. And I'll do any amount that they want. It doesn't make any difference to me. You said you would show up for Joe Rogan if he did a four-hour debate between you and Joe Biden. Well, it was sort of done in jest yes. and all, but I would. I mean, I think it's good. I think Joe has to be exposed. We have a sleepy guy in a basement of a house who doesn't want to do debates. I don't think he wants to debate at all. I've seen that uh, he wants to try and blame COVID for that, too. He's not getting out of his basement. He's got a you know basement deal going. So they're all playing this up. It is really smart for Donald Trump to not do this first debate. It is really dumb of Donald Trump to preclude himself from doing future debates. And the reason is, if something were to happen, if someone else does get traction, he might want to debate, and now it will look like he was a coward and is only coming in because of polling changes. Now, maybe his polling won't change. Just, 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 just walk through this with me. It is a smart idea for Trump to not do the first debate. I mean, he can say, everybody knows about me. Nobody knows about them, and all they want to do if I'm there is talk about me, and I think they need to be exposed for being bad candidates based on talking about their own record. He can say something like that and not preclude future debates. But by saying he won't do any debates, now he's opened the door for Joe Biden to not debate him because if you remember, the Republican National Committee has said they're not going to cooperate with the Commission on Presidential Debates anymore. Joe Biden can make that a whole thing now and say, well, they don't want to cooperate with the Commission on Presidential Debates. We're not going to debate him. And you know and I know Donald Trump will attack Joe Biden and the Democrats will say, well, look, you didn't want to debate anybody in your primary. You have no room to stand. And they'll have a point. Got to needs to be delicate. Now, I want Donald Trump and Joe Biden to debate. I want them to debate because I want to see Donald Trump 
grilled Joe Biden about his aliases. Now, you know, Donald Trump had aliases as well. You know, he used to, um, he, he would, uh, what was it, John Barron, he would he would use as his name. He would say that, well, Joe Biden, it appears, was also using aliases with Hunter Biden. I need to explain something for my Democratic friends. In the cases in Georgia and Washington and the indictments against Donald Trump, Donald Trump's state of mind is in play. The prosecution will have to prove Donald Trump's state of mind. They will have to prove that Donald Trump truly did not believe the election was stolen despite all of his public statements that he thought it was stolen. They're going to have to show that he really didn't. And they will have to show this through circumstantial evidence. They will have to show it based on the other people he talked to, the way he talked to them, the advice he was given, the caliber of the people who gave him the advice. They'll prove it through circumstantial evidence. Right now, right now, Joe Biden and the Democrats are perpetuating a fiction that nothing ties Joe Biden to Hunter Biden. That nothing connects them. That Yes, Joe Biden talked about the weather, but there's really no there there. And you have to begin to ask yourself a series of questions. And it's all circumstantial evidence. You have to use the same standard for Biden that will be used to prove Trump's state of mind. And the aliases are a pretty big red flag. If you haven't heard the story, I assume by now you have. I was a little tied up on Friday and couldn't get to it when the news really broke. Turns out, uh, in a number of private conversations and, and email exchanges and text messages, Hunter Biden was referring to his dad by an alias, and his father was responding using the alias. Why? 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 I know why. I have the answer, and it's not speculation on my part. It is the real answer. Provide us in our Freedom of Information Act request all electronic transmissions by or to Joe Biden directed to or from Hunter Biden relating to business ventures. We ain't got any. We don't have any. They are unavailable. Can't find any. No, they aren't there. In all honesty, they don't exist. Because Joe Biden used an alias. And how are the people who search the computers supposed to know the alias or know it's Joe Biden? You asked in your Freedom of Information Act request, for electronic transmissions involving Joe Biden, not Joe Biden's alias. That's why they did it. So now let's add to the pile of circumstantial evidence. Hunter Biden said, and Joe Biden said, and the White House said, and the lawyers said, Joe Biden only had conversations about the weather. That's it. Joe Biden only had conversations about the weather with Hunter Biden's friends and business associates. He just called in. Hunter would call him. Dad would say, hey, Hunter, what's going on? How's the weather there? 
Well, this is Mr. So-and-so from Ukraine. Oh, how's the weather in Ukraine? How's the weather in Hong Kong? Great talking to you. And then they'd send emails to Joe Biden using his alias. Why? Why was if he could get on a phone call and use Joe Biden as his name, why couldn't he in the email exchanges? The circumstantial evidence begins to add up and it points in a nefarious direction. That's what's happening here. That's that's why the aliases were used to get around Freedom of Information Act request. Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, famously used aliases to avoid Freedom of Information Act requests. This came out in the Star Report on Monica Lewinsky. Bill Clinton using aliases, pseudonyms, to avoid Freedom of Information Act requests. It was designed to obfuscate, designed to skirt around the law, designed to cover up what they were doing. Why is Joe Biden hiding his identity? Why is Joe Biden covering it up? And now we need to add to the circumstantial evidence pile. When Apple Computer appoints a member of its board of directors, it pays them $100,000 cash with $250,000 in stock benefits, and it doesn't matter how qualified or competent or accessible or big their Rolodex is. Why is it Burisma was paying Hunter Biden $50,000 a month? $600,000 a year cash. He had no skills and energy. He had no useful skills at all to be on the board of Burisma. And Joe Biden just talked about the weather. And Joe Biden used aliases to get around FOIA requests. Drip, 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 drip. I'm telling you. There's more to it. It's becoming increasingly obvious. Even Jake Tapper on CNN commented there's a whole lot of smoke here. There may not be flames, but there's a lot of smoke. There might just be fire. It doesn't look good. And Democrats say, there's nothing to fear. It was just conversations about the weather. I don't think so. And that leads me back to David Weiss. There's a new report out that David Weiss was not going to charge Hunter Biden with a crime at all until whistleblowers came forward. So, you know, the Democrats played this masterfully, and it's something if Trump's the Republican nominee, I, 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 if he thinks it was stolen in 2020, he ain't seen nothing yet in 2024. I mean, the Democrats set Republicans up perfectly for here. Republicans say we need a special counsel. What we hear about David Weiss is bad. He's not doing the job. He's not proficient. He's not up for it. We need a special counsel. We need to give somebody all the powers that David Weiss wasn't given. And the Biden administration says, okay, we're going to do a special counsel. It's going to be David Weiss. Republicans are like, wait, 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 not that special counsel. They're like, you said you want a special counsel. We're giving you a special counsel. But they gave the special counsel who was complicit in the covering up and trying to absolve Hunter Biden of crimes. And the Democrats don't care. There was no caveat from the GOP. The GOP wasn't saying we need a special counsel, but not that guy. Just said we need a special counsel. And the Democrats said, okay, it's going to be that guy. And that guy was protecting Hunter Biden and has protected Joe Biden. That guy only became U.S. attorney because Donald Trump went with who the two senators from Delaware said were a good guy. He was a Democrat. He's been a Democrat. He had a reputation for protecting Democrats. And now... 
just as the Republicans are getting close, just as they've discovered the aliases, just as they've been able to begin tying things to Joe Biden, out comes Merrick Garland and says, hey, guys, we're going to have a special counsel now, and it's going to be David Weiss. It seems more like this is about covering things up. It seems more like this is about protecting Joe Biden from himself, no less. It seems pretty corrupt to me. When Donald Trump goes to court over the incidents of January 6th and the stolen election, the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, will use circumstantial evidence to show it's just implausible that any other scenario existed, that it's implausible Donald Trump, given the caliber of people around him, given the things he was saying to others in real time at that time that are documented, it's implausible that Donald Trump really believed the election was stolen. A real special prosecutor in the House Republicans would say it's implausible that Joe Biden didn't know what was going on, given the money Hunter Biden was sending him, Mr. Crackhead addicted, uh, spending all of his money on hookers from Czechoslovakia or the Czech Republic. It's impossible that Joe Biden didn't know there was something nefarious. It's impossible that Joe Biden didn't realize why he was on the phone talking to these people about the weather. It's impossible that Joe Biden didn't realize the need for an alias and why he was using an alias to discuss business dealings with Hunter Biden. It's impossible to believe Joe Biden was innocent in all of this, just as it's impossible to believe that Donald Trump really thought the election was stolen. It's the same standard for both. The difference is, the difference is Democrats and the press, same entity really, are willing to use circumstantial evidence right now and indict and convict Donald Trump, innocent until proven guilty, and to this day look at all the evidence, all the smoke, all the flames coming up out of the Hunter Biden matter and still say, nah, Joe Biden's completely innocent. He knew nothing. He's just an innocent old man who didn't know anything. Really? No. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They could cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Well, this ain't good. 
One of Mexico's most violent cartels has just created its own elite unit of drone operators, a highly trained group of Sicarios dedicated to tweaking commercial drones and turning them into flying bombs to use against rival cartels and American or Mexican authorities, according to U.S.-based security analysts, Mexican officials, and cartel members who spoke with the Daily Beast. The ruthless Jalesco uh, New Generation Cartel began weaponizing commercial drones more than four years ago, according to researchers and Mexican authorities. The creation of specialized drone units, however, indicates that the cartel is shifting its drone operations in high gear. We began training as a group in 2021, but only this year we started operating a Jalesco cartel new generation member of the Operadores Droneros told the Daily Beast. The group is mostly dedicated to finding and attacking Rival cartels. We have got to deal with the border. We have got to deal with the fights. We have got to deal with this situation, and we need to deal with it ASAP. Ron DeSantis is willing to wage unmitigated all-out war at the border. Multiple other Republican candidates are at least willing to put the military on the board to stop the people from crossing. Joe Biden, not willing to do anything. You know, Ken Cuccinelli, longtime friend of mine, he was uh, the border czar for Donald Trump. He said one of the reasons he's backing Ron DeSantis instead of Donald Trump this time is because he was in the room so many times when Trump whiffed on decisions, things he would say in public he was going to do and in private decided not to do. He refused uh, after a while to be part of it, and that's why he's backing DeSantis. Uh, and his super PAC, just out of frustration for this, and what Trump did with these sorts of things has put out this, uh, give you a sample of the new attack from Never Back Down related to this sort of. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that, they're criminals. I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation. Honestly, she should be locked up. She has to go to jail. Ending this criminal government corruption is one of the most important reasons you have to go out on November 8th. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. We begin with breaking news. The president-elect will not pursue any investigations into Hillary Clinton. They're good people. I don't want to hurt them. Quote, I don't want to hurt the Clintons. I really don't. She went through a lot and suffered greatly. Yep, that's what they're playing. We'll see if it works. Right now, i got to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Great sponsor, good friends, good cell phone service, guaranteed great service nationwide. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using, and they're Christian conservatives who, as they grow their profits, grow their spending in the conservative movement. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, and you move your cell service to Patriot Mobile. You can get free activation with my name. Y'all, all you got to do is go patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. They can take your existing phone number and move it to them. Your existing phone number can go to them, or Get a brand new phone number if you want a new phone number. All you got to do, patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation. You also get great discounts. You're a veteran, first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, you name it. Y'all, it's it's such good people, uh, and they give great service. 
Tell them I sent you, patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to the Sensibles. And at bcs-kids.com, the Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way bcs-kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month, they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com, enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Welcome, it is Eric Erickson here, the phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I've got a lot of crust to play the rest of that audio. I, I will, but first, I want to go to Tom. Welcome to the show, Tom. How are you? How are you doing, Eric? I love listening to your show. Thank you. I, I lived in Delaware for 16 years, and I think I know why uh, Joe keeps lying about talking to Hunter. Why is that? Well, everybody knows that he tells these lies enough that he actually starts to believe them. That's why he keeps repeating these lies. I think once he started using the aliases, he believes these people. And so he's telling the truth when he says he didn't talk to Hunter because his aliases actually talked to Hunter. You know, that's a great point. That is a great point. Uh, and, and, you know, at this point with dementia as well, he, he's got the whole world confused. Um, that's actually very good. The, I, I didn't talk to him. The, this other guy talked to him. And he, at this point, with his age and, and mental deterioration, really believes it. So you're going to yes, and th- that'll probably, that's why David Weiss is going easy on him as well. That's That's a really good point. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll play this whole audio for you. I got requested um to to play this this is never back down ken cuccinelli when he was at the gathering on friday was pointing out that he as the borders are for donald trump i asked him why he's not with trump this time since he was last time he said there were too many opportunities in the room where donald trump would say stuff on stage like killing the cartels and using the military and the like and then behind the scenes in the room when the door was closed and no one was watching he would whiff on all of it and uh, right with that theme, Ken Cuccinelli's Super PAC has come out with this. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that. They're criminals. I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation. Honestly, she should be locked up. She has to go to jail. Ending this criminal government corruption is one of the most important reasons you have to go out on November 8th. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. We begin with breaking news. The president-elect will not pursue any investigations into Hillary Clinton. They're good people. 
don't want to hurt them. Quote, I don't want to hurt the Clintons. I really don't. She went through a lot and suffered greatly. He doesn't wish to pursue these charges. If Donald Trump can help her heal, then perhaps that's a good thing. He needs to heal the rule of law, and he needs to forget about healing Hillary Clinton. It would be at odds with the promises to drain the swamp that President-elect Trump made, promises which helped him win office. No, it's okay. No, forget it. That plays great before the election. No, we don't care, right? I was very honored, very, very honored when I heard that President Bill Clinton and Secretary Hillary Clinton was coming today. And I'd like you to stand up. respect for those two people. We all want the same thing. We're all good people. We call her beautiful Hillary now because, you know, that one's over with. Oh, that one it will be playing in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Now, what should be playing and what I think is a bigger issue continues to be the polling. Let me just talk to you generally because you can squabble about polling and polls of candidates and stuff, but you know this to be true. You don't need a poll to tell you this. The biggest issue for Republicans, for independents, for moderates, for conservative Democrats, the biggest issue is the cost of living in America today and how so many people believe that they can't get ahead. In Toronto, Canada, the housing market is so expensive Families earning $100,000 a year are now eligible for Habitat for Humanity help. This is from the Toronto Star. For decades, the national nonprofit has helped homeowners afford a place of their own through mortgages that require no down payment and aren't tethered to Canada's historically high interest rates. However, Habitat for Humanity does require prospective home buyers to handle its interest-free mortgages on 30% or less of their income. In Toronto, that means some families earning $100,000 or are now on the watch list. While that may seem like Habitat for Humanity is helping out the fairly wealthy people, the CEO for Habitat for Humanity Canada says it's actually just a sign of the times. $100,000 isn't a lot of money in the Toronto area for cost of living. It is so obscenely expensive to live in Toronto, Canada. Now, that's Canada. And you may say, well, that's Canada. It's not here. Well, this is from the Wall Street Journal today. For many Americans, homeownership may only be obtainable only if they give up a dining room. Home prices are near record highs, frustrating millions of potential buyers who feel priced out of the housing market. Home builders are having to find ways to make their product more affordable to increase their pool of customers. Shrinking the size of a new single-family home is an increasingly popular way to do it. Smaller homes can help cost-constrained buyers facing high mortgage rates. They also boost the bottom line for builders who are contending with spiraling labor and construction costs. Since 2018, the average unit size for new housing starts has decreased 10% nationally to 2420 square feet, 2,400 square feet, according to Livable by Zonda, a listing platform for new construction homes. Construction starts for new single-family homes declined in 2022, but starts for homes with fewer than three bedrooms increased 9.5% over the same period. Home prices, home sizes are shrinking the most in the hottest housing markets. Most builders and architects follow the same basic playbook to produce tighter, more efficient living space. 
They're getting rid of dining rooms, bathtubs, and separate living rooms. Secondary bathrooms and loft spaces are shrinking and sometimes disappearing. They're increasing the size of multi-use rooms like kitchens and great rooms, shared spaces like bunk rooms and Jack and Jill bathrooms, which are located between shared two bedrooms are on the rise. In some cases, the kitchen island has become the only eating area in the home. You're going to have to get used to this. This is Joe Biden's economy. This is Bidenomics. A middle-class family is being priced out of a middle-class home. They're having to buy tiny houses. They're having to buy smaller houses without living rooms, without dining rooms, without as many bedrooms. Now, in some cases, people aren't having as many kids, and that's fine, but you can't have a guest bedroom now. You have maybe uh, a master bedroom and two bedrooms for either the kids or you put all the kids in one room and the third's the guest bedroom or the office. It used to not be this way. And when I say it used to not be this way, it used to not be this way during the Trump administration. People are giving up their quality of life. For the first time, Americans now believe their kids will not have it as well off as they had it. For the first time, Americans believe their kids are going to have a lesser America. For the first time, it should be unacceptable. This should be unacceptable to everyone. This is a damning indictment on the present state of things in this country. And it doesn't have to do with land prices. It has to do with inflation prices. Inflation has driven up everything. Inflation has driven up the cost of land. It has driven up the cost of materials. It has driven up the cost of everything. I really want to build a house one day. I have the house in my head. I've had it in my head for years. There's a there's a um, architecture firm in Atlanta called Historical Concepts. And they specialize in building like classic architecture, like Greek revival, um, English country homes, uh, things you would see in the Hamptons, the old farmhouses and stuff. I just, I love their style. It's, 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 I, I, I like classic stuff. I, I don't like modern architecture. I don't like the, the, the McMansions that all look alike. I had an aunt who one time told me this hilarious story. She and her husband lived in Las Vegas in a new development, and they were only there for a couple of years, and she hated it so much. And instead of just trying to figure out where she lived, she'd drive down the road pushing her garage door button to see which garage door opened, and that she knew was her house. She hated it. She hated the architecture. She hated the uniformity. She hated the monotony of it. I, I do, too. I want. I think everyone should be able to build a house that's unique to them, and, and I know not everyone can, and I can't. I can't afford to. But one day I want to if I can, and, and that's why I love this this firm, this historical concepts, because they build the sorts of houses. Like I'm, I yeah, I grew up in Dubai, but we would come home in the summer, and, and I, I was born in, in South Louisiana in plantation country where you had Greek revival homes, and you had big front porches and the blue, sky blue painted ceilings, and they were broad front porches to get you shade and, and fans, and you could sit there in your rocket chairs. I, I love my house, but I wish I had a bigger front porch that was deeper and, and had more shade. Uh, and and things like this. My wife wants a sleeping portion. I love this, but too many Americans can't. I'm very blessed in what I do, and 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 not blessed enough to be able to afford something like that. My buddy Vince is a home builder in Atlanta. He specializes in these high end homes, and he's telling me 
he's having to adapt to figure out how to save people money with what he does and bring a lot of stuff in-house and do it himself in order to keep prices down for people who are still wealthy, but they're not wealthy enough to build things that five years ago they could have built. It's the Biden economy. It's Bidenomics. It's a failure of our government to realize if you allow the free market to work and you deregulate uh, and you, you pull money out of the system and let private individuals flood the system with their money, you bring prices down. Instead, Biden decided to flood the zone with a bunch of money. Some of it could be pulled back. It's still sitting there. It hasn't been spit. They won't pull it back. They refuse to pull it back. They're allowing inflation to go up. And now you can't get the American dream. And you could think, well, thank God I'm not the Canadians. Thank God I'm not in Toronto. But if you're in Miami, if you're in Dallas, if you're in Las Vegas, if you're in Southern California, if you're in the, the, the upper mid-Atlantic seaboard area, you're getting priced out of the American dream. And your kids are seeing a reduced uh, way of life because the cost of living is high. This is what the candidates on stage should be talking about. This is the issue, not Trump's positions, not their differences of opinion, but what are they going to do with the cost of living for Americans? What are they going to do for the economy? How are they going to fight back? How are they going to stand strong? I hope, I hope they'll pursue these issues. People are having to get rid of bathtubs in their houses that they want to build to save space, to bring down the square footage, to bring down the cost. You got to get rid of the bathtub and just have a shower. Now, I rarely take baths. I love my shower, but my kids take baths. And if you have kids, you want to have a bath. It's sad. It's unfortunate, but it's Joe Biden's economy. And we need the Republicans on the debate stage tomorrow night. And we need Donald Trump himself to stop focusing on Vivek Ramaswamy. Stop focusing on Ron DeSantis. Stop focusing on Chris Christie. Stop focusing on Tim Scott or Mike Pence or any Republican. Focus on the problem at hand, and that is Joe Biden and Bidenomics. Focus on those problems. Focus on their destruction, the Democrats' destruction of the economy. Focus on the Democrats um, boosting the cost of living so ridiculous. You're pricing Americans out of the middle class. You're pricing Americans out of the American dream. These are the things even Republican voters care about. Republican voters care passionately about the culture war, but you can't fight the culture war when you're homeless because you can't afford a home. People are worried about their homes and making ends meet and the cost of groceries and the cost of gas and the demands of the government to force them out of gas-powered cars into battery powered cars. All of these things are at play and should be addressed on that debate stage tomorrow night. And we should judge the success or failure of that debate and of the candidates by those in that debate on whether or not they address these issues. <laughs> really? I just got this email from, you know, I knew this was the case and it's so stupid. Uh, it, it really is stupid. Uh, so, so Dan just emailed and Dan says, just listening to Eric talk about housing, he said, master bedroom, I'm in the appraisal industry. We're being regulated for political correctness. We're not allowed to say master bedroom or master bathroom or plantation shutters in our reports any longer. I have a, had a report rejected because I described the subject as a good market with strong appeal and above average marketability. They said it suggested a white biased market segment. The real estate appraisal industry is being uh, sure, uh, being sued by this administration. They actually said, uh, Kamla did, that the residential appraiser business is greater than 95% white male. Good gracious. 
Yeah, I've noticed this more and more that you're not allowed to say master bedroom anymore. It's primary, primary bedroom. You should know that master bedroom has nothing at all to do with slavery. Nothing. But yet, because uh, people call the, the, the head of the house of a plantation the master, well, you can't say master bedroom because people are stupid. They are. And they might think it connotes to slavery, which it doesn't. Um, it's so mind-bogglingly stupid. Oh, and God forbid you put plantation shutters on your house. Um, I just, my God. You know, plantations are, are a unique uh, architectural style from the South. Uh, you may not like why they existed, but the architectural style is something. I just, my gosh, progressives, it really is a brain disorder, isn't it? It is an absolute brain disorder. Uh, so being uh, afraid of, of offending each other. And, and here's the problem with progressivism and, and this woke nonsense is you can never be woke enough. What was perfectly acceptable yesterday won't be acceptable tomorrow. Like it used to be perfectly acceptable a year ago to say that sex is an immutable characteristic and gender is a social construct. Now you got to believe it's all a social construct. None of it is. It's all biological. It's immutable. But but they don't care. And you, and you get canceled for saying it, it is a mental health issue. These people have lost their ever-living minds. Um, I'm sorry you guys in the real estate business have to put up with it. I just I re- have not yet embrace the idea of saying primary bedroom. It is the master bedroom and everybody should know what you mean. This wave of insane political correctness that's just forcing people to use words because other words might offend people. I'm offended by having to change my language from something that was innocuous because there were stupid people in America who who thought it was something other than what it was. That offends me. Stupid people. You know, so I've got this coffee mug. I, I, I'm, I'm in the process of sending some to people. It's a big Yeti tumbler. And on one side, it's got the show logo, Eric Erickson Show. And on the back side, it says, truth matters most. And I believe that's true. But I'm thinking I need some that say people are stupid. Because I use that phrase a lot. Because it's the God's honest truth, particularly if you're a progressive. Progressivism is a brain disorder at this point. With deeply mutually contradictory things, they have yet to reconcile. You know, at least say what you will about Christianity. But over 2,000 years, they have reconciled largely the things that appear to disagree to explain why they're not in disagreement. Why why there may be disputes that are actually easily reconcilable. And there are so many people who just aren't smart enough to ask the question why this appears to be contradictory to understand it. But in progressivism, everything contradicts everything. And those contradictions continue to grow. It is a worldview and philosophy that makes no sense at the end of the day that is centered around innocuous platitudes designed not to offend easily offendable stupid people. I couldn't waste my time or brain cells trying to be progressive. And you know, the, the sad thing is that maybe this is why conservatives have for so long uh, done so well um, at understanding the the arguments of the left. Like the left has a hard time being honest and candid about the arguments of the right, but the right can generally accurately tell you the left's arguments and, and can do so without meanness, can do so with intellectual honesty and say, this is why the left believes in abortion. This is why the left supports transgenderism. This is why the left believes these things. And the left can never do that with the right. And I do believe it's because people on the right are smart enough to understand stupid arguments and stupid people, but stupid people aren't smart enough to understand the intellectual capacity of people on the right who make better arguments. That explains everything there. I didn't mean to get off on this tangent at the end, but I mean, it's Dan's fault. It's just, it 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 boggles my mind. 
we're to change our entire language to accommodate people. But you know why at the end of the day they're making us do this? It's about power. They want to, they want to force control on us. And control and power come through language. This is a fundamental concept of Marxism in postmodernism, that if you control the words people are allowed to use, you can reshape reality and thereby reconstruct power in your favor. It is all by design. And the way you fight back is don't stop saying master bedroom, people.